warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I am Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Good evening. How are you? I am fine. Fine is good. Dandy is good. I wish I was... I mean, I wish I was feeling dandy. Maybe I will be after these recording sessions. Get a little dandy. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Increase the dandy in my life. Has anyone ever said that before? Probably not. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Well... What happens on this show, in case no one knows, in case you're a new listener, is we tell each other stories. Mm -hmm. It's story time, okay? All right. Sometimes these stories can go long. Sometimes they go a little bit shorter. The story I'm presenting to you is a little bit shorter. Okay. But I guarantee you it's a banger. It doesn't need any more. I would just be adding superfluous details if I chose to make this longer. Yeah. Once yeah. I get into it, you will you will realize why. Okay. Okay. All so right. let's let's get let's crack this let's crack this uh biatch open. All right. And if anyone notices a thunderstorm, if you can hear it, <laughs> I may have printed my script on a large piece of paper by mistake. So Is it is it laminated sh- too? Or is it It just was glossy? meant to be No, it was meant to be for prints. Yeah, it's a oh, nice yeah. laminated print paper that I printed um words on and ruined <laughs> cool yeah <laughs> pretty awesome I didn't, I didn't notice it was glossy when at first but now now it's yeah. definitely got a nice luster to yeah, it Yeah, pretty pretty excited about it you know mm-hmm. acquired some printing paper to make actual artistic prints and i chose i chose to do this with it so in that's case like cool. i'm gonna have to be switching from my papers so if, if you hear that that's what that's what that is <laughs> okay uh-huh Pioneer settlers of Illinois. Now, what exciting story does not start that way? I'm just going to throw that out there. Hmm. Pioneer settlers of Illinois mainly took up residence in the lower half of the state, the southern portions, until around 1832-33. There was a central focus on the state. Okay. It would expand outward, kind of like a, like a, um, you know, like a shockwave of um, people. When tributaries connected to the Fox and Rock Rivers became the talk of the town back in New England and the Middle States, you know, when Illinois was a frontier, Illinois wasn't mm-hmm. quite the Midwest, you know what I mean? People, people get that. It would become the Midwest more, but you know. All right. So encouraging a wave of new immigrants. So they found about these rivers, like this place is probably fucking nice. We got to get out there. Encouraging a wave of new immigrants who carried with them their hopes and dreams of prosperity and their American entrepreneurial spirit. The smooth prairie lands did not need much effort to become viable for farming. And many people would set out to do just that. They would settle, expand, start communities. Now, those are all facts. That's what happened. Now, this is where our story deviates. 
This is the point where facts become mirrored with fiction, and it may become hard to tell the two apart. Okay. Where reality becomes either more real or less real, and maybe even just a little bit mythical. Yeah, I like what that. Is tr- oh, yeah. What's up? What'd you say? Sorry. So, oh, I like that. Yeah, right? What mm-hmm. is true and what is false? Now, all I ask is that it's time to keep an open mind as our road gets a little more twisted. Okay. The first white settler to settle the area we're about to discuss, just outside Belvedere, Illinois, in what is now Flora Township in rural Boone County, was a man by the name of Arthur Blood. Okay, intense name. And his family, who I saw referred to on many websites as the Bloods. So that's <laughs> what I'm going with. The Bloods. Yep. The Bloods. Mm-hmm. Now, Flora Township gained its moniker from the beautiful flowers that covered many open fields in the area. You couldn't ask for a more lovely countryside. Now, the Bloods would go on to become a prominent family of the area and a local street would be named in their honor. Blood Point Road. Just because a of their, friendly oh, name. Yeah, just a street name, right? Nothing, you know, just a name based off mm-hmm. a family. And because of their continued notoriety, the community cemetery would also bear their name and be called Blood Point Cemetery, which was founded in 1836. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, those are facts. Those are still facts. Now, eventually, the community would grow distrustful of the Blood family for reasons we will address later. But for now, let's focus on the fact that the locals began to shun and distrust the Bloods. This burden would become too much for the family to bear. So what do you think? Probably not a good time to be a blood, right? Yeah, maybe Crip. This time. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know if they were in Northern <laughs> Illinois at the time. Probably not. Oh, my God. Is there a blood crypt in the blood cemetery? Anyways, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so they're being shunned by everybody around them, being kind of spit on, trash talked about. Not, not a lot of love toward the Bloods at this point. Mm-hmm. So, this burden would become too much for the family to bear, and utilizing a railroad bridge along Bloods Point Road, the entire family, including Arthur Blood, would hang themselves. Oh, wow. They're having so, a bad time. Problem solved. Huh. It took themselves out of the equation. Okay. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Uh, it's kind of... Seems sudden. It's kind of just a normal way to start. We're yeah. in it. It's yeah. Right there. <laughs> We're right there. All right. No breaks right, on this now, one. Now, I mentioned before. Now, why did the neighbors grow weary of the bloods? Because they kept hanging themselves in their lawn. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before that. Any guesses? Any, any just, I don't know. Is there, maybe there's a cattle thing, maybe. What do you think? Or there's like, um. Yeah, he wasn't taking... mowing his grass to keep up on it or something. I don't know. Maybe he kept was taking not... his mail. 
and the mosquitoes got to live in his yard and they were biting people. There's like raccoons hanging out in it, maybe. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I have a I have a different reason for why. Okay. Okay. So why did their neighbors grow weary of the Bloods? Well, Blood's daughters began hanging out with quite an interesting character. Now, allegedly, this they met this woman under the very same railroad bridge that they would use to eventually take their lives. Okay. Do you just hang out under bridges and meet people? Is Sometimes. you do? Okay. Not lately. What made... No, no, I mean... Social distancing, that's why. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Now, what made this woman interesting? Why might the blood girls be enamored with her? Hmm. I don't know. Well, she was able to project fire from her fingertips. Well, I would be fascinated by somebody that could do that. (laughs) Oh, shit, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Coating deeper under the bridge? Okay. Yeah, wow. All right, let's hang out and have fun. Yeah. All right, well, it is said that Arthur Blood, and when I say it is said, that's just, that just means I've read things. <laughs> it yep. is said that Arthur Blood, when he found out what his daughters were up to, forbid them from hanging out with this woman. He's like, Firefingers, no, we're not doing that. Mm-mm. Not a fan of this Firefinger shit. Guys ain't doing this. Now, Enraged by their father's decree, this woman lashed out by instigating what one historian has called a, quote, winter from hell. Okay. That's not a, something a historian normally throws out there. Uh, no. Uh, um, or we could also, I should look, I should, uh, or maybe ghost historian. Let's just say historian. Let's stick with that. Let's, let's go with that. Yes. Now. This winter from hell, it murdered cattle and livestock of all kinds. Wildfires also followed. Followed? Followed? Wildfires also followed, along with ravenous disease. One variation of the story states that even this did not keep the girls away from this woman. And realizing he could not stop them from seeking her company, Arthur hung his girls from the bridge himself to stop them from hanging out with this woman. Hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> right. The solution, the problem is the solution, it turns out. Are huh. you hanging out? Right, you want to hang out on the bridge? Deal. Whoa, dad. Just a really, really dark dad joke. Yeah, real, I mean, real bad. <laughs> like, not yeah. good, like, yeah, this is, this is a different time. Yeah. This is huh. a different, this is a different reality. Yep. All right, well. So do you think this woman might be a witch? I'm kind of leaning towards yes. She okay. seems a little witchy. Okay. Now, what else do we know about this mysterious woman? Well, her name was Beulah. Okay. And it has been said that she was an active practitioner of witchcraft. Sounds like it has it. also been. S- oh yeah, right. It has also been said that Beulah herself used the bridge to hang her own children. And then herself. Well, that's a weird tradition to keep going. Not a great I mean, one. Imagine, right? Imagine the chronological the chronological order of things happening in this manner. Was the woman that Arthur Blood's daughters were obsessed with really a twisted spirit tethered to the area from her dr- traumatic demise? Mm-hmm. Well, 
Beulah's body is said to be buried at the Blood Point Cemetery, and that anyone who vandalizes the cemetery will be haunted and cursed. Now, I feel that's appropriate to all cemeteries, but that was a notable thing here. I mean, yeah, maybe they just need to double down and be like, hey, it's a bad idea to do this anywhere, but really don't do it here. Yeah, like extra. There's extra naughty stuff going on here. We don't need this mm-hmm. right now. Please don't. Please don't tag that tree or whatever you're going to do. Now, do you want to go to the cemetery and visit Beulah? Not if I'm vandalizing. No. Oh, right. You just to, well, I was going to say just to hang out, but you don't want to do that. You don't want to do no, that. No, I don't want to hang out either. No, just kind of. I'll, I'll just, peruse it maybe. Say hello. Right. Yeah. Just greetings, salutations. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. You don't have to search the cemetery for Beulah. Sometimes she makes herself very visible. And finds you. Oh, great. She appears in a... And if you were to happen to see Beulah, this may be the image you would see. She appears in a mangled, rotted, decomposed state. And despite making those who see her physically ill, these unfortunate souls who she reveals herself to cannot look away. As if they are caught in a trance. Paralyzed. Bewitched. Yeah, cool that, doesn't sound, that doesn't sound great. No, it's not. It's less than ideal. Yeah. Oh, and you're overcome with the sudden need to vomit. So it's very, you know, it's a very troubling feeling. Mm-hmm. Now, Beulah smells as bad as she looks and has been described as rancid, but I don't think she's seeing about any wolves coming out. Oh. Hey. Then hey again. hey then yeah right yeah hello. Hmm. Then again, her black cat is said to dart in front of oncoming traffic in an attempt to sow mass chaos and cause as much harm as possible. Beulah can sometimes be seen near the side of the road after her cat has initiated its attack. So I'm just gonna pause here for a second. How you feeling about Beulah? She sounds lovely. Like a real charmer. Hmm. A real badass dame. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, but speaking of wolves, or rather, I'll get into it. The Blood Point Cemetery, if you haven't gathered, is no ordinary cemetery. What other what other cool stuff goes on here? Well, it is openly stalked by several hellhounds, not afraid to make their own presence known. Great. These satanic doggies love to bite people and disappear into the ether afterwards as if they were never there to begin with at all. This sounds like a fun place. Hellhounds that bite people. Right. And in case you were worried about having to go to the cemetery to see the hellhounds... These hellhounds are not confined to the cemetery. Sometimes their canine urges get the better of them and they chase cars down the road. Well, that would be terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, no! All right. Well, do you want to hear more about Blood Point Road? Yeah. Yep, yes I do. Okay. Okay, well, while driving on Blood Point Road, you'll notice street signs are either non-existent or abbreviated BL period Point Road to conceal its nefarious histories. So they censored the blood part 
because it's a little <laughs> scary. Yeah, they're like, well, things keep bad things keep happening here. Maybe we'll just drop the blood part of the name. Yeah, just BL Point Road. Right. Now, you may also notice that spectral anomalies have taken their forms from the modern era as well. So other spectrals, there's a lot of things on this road, and they take different shapes. Massive phantom big rig trucks, classic cars, and pickup trucks have been seen phasing in and out of reality. Hmm. You, you may even see the bright red light from a ghost cop car that has appeared to intimidate any who cross its path. Okay. Another noteworthy point, barns are said to vanish just as quickly as they have materialized, which is, needless to say, very fast. So you've got reappearing and disappearing barns that just pop up. That's good. Yeah. Huh. This place sounds real safe. Yeah, it sounds like this is uh, probably a pretty popular hangout. I would say so, yeah. Now, do the stories of this ghastly road end here? I think you already know the answer. No. The the answer is no. <laughs> let's travel let's travel to the nineteen fifties or nineteen sixties, you know. Factor fiction, we're dealing with uh, this specific time frame. Okay. A bunch of kids, like adolescent kids, were returning from a birthday party aboard a bus that was being driven by the party's clown. Well, this, okay. This, there you go. There you go. There you go. When suddenly, well, I mean, why wouldn't bus, you make the clown drive if you were gonna yeah, have somebody drive? You're like, a bus you're, you're the clown. You drive. Yeah, it's it's the bus driver and the clown. Yeah, Cletus. He does both. He's a transport mm-hmm. transporter, and he's a party clown. Transports you to fun time too. Uh, well. Well, see, so they're coming home from this party with their clown driver when suddenly the bus was forced to swerve. Now, did they see a cat or a hellhound? Or perhaps a magical barn? We may never know. But they swerved. When the bus swerved on a railroad bridge near Irene Road and they fell off to their demise. Hmm. So All that- of them? I mean, Everybody? The yeah, whole they, party? Yeah, they all died. Everybody died. The whole party, yeah. The clown was a literal party crasher. Yeah, it was the death of the party. Yeah, it died. It was not Damn. good. Bummer. All right, well, are any remnants of this disaster left around? Well, a mangled and marred clown has been seen scurrying across the ground. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. And the giggles of parish children litter the air on especially supernatural nights. So, I mean, just imagine you see this broken clown running around as little kids are giggling. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I don't want to be be here here. anymore. No. This place sounds horrible. (laughs) I mean, right? There's a lot going on. (laughs) So much going on. Yeah. Quote, I've been told that if you put your car in neutral at the crash site, the kids will push you over the bridge. Hmm. End quote. Said Kathy Kressel, founder of the paranormal tour group Haunted Rockford. Quote, another quote from Kathy. 
Allegedly, you can put powder on the hood of your car and the children will leave handprints. Hmm. You know, on my recent bridge episode, I came across yes. that in so many spots in so many haunted bridges. Put powder on the car. The handprints? You'll, you'll see all the kids' handprints. Yeah. Yes. Well, so. Mm-hmm. I guess we know what we need to bring with us if we decide to visit any of these bridges. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, what the fuck? What the fuck is this area? What is happening here? I don't know. The the part We've that's really got man... me is the barns phasing in and out. Why why barns? I, that that got me too. What? <laughs> was that a barn? I don't know. <laughs> huh, I think weird. it was a barn. Oh my god! Is that a giant dog? Did <laughs> <laughs> yeah. come out of that barn? What barn? <laughs> yeah. What? It's one of those barns that pops up. It just says like Jesus saves on the side. Like what? Yeah. And then it just vanishes. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh! What are we doing? Well, all right. So, outside of some unusual fires around the original blood property, none of these stories have any documentation that they actually happened. Remember those wildfires? I guess there's documentation there was fires around the blood property. Okay. But people keep talking about them, and we know what happens when people talk. The game of telephone is a powerful legend creator. Which brings me to the reminder that Flora Township is just outside of beautiful Rockford, Illinois, America's favorite city. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a beautiful place. I remember when going up there to see uh, Ice Hogs games. And oh, during yeah. one of those times we went, there was like a, uh, a billboard that said like, Taco Bell was like Rockford's number one Mexican restaurant. I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> what uh-huh. is happening? All right. But anyways, so we're jumping a little bit over to Rockford. On McGregor Road, there was a story of a woman who would abduct children for her unholy spells. This rumor caused rowdy teenagers to drive by her house at all hours. Now, there's a more detailed version of this story of this woman involved the school teacher, this would of course be the woman, in a one-room schoolhouse. Tragedy struck when the building caught on fire and two children died. So filled with guilt the teacher had become, she bought the dilapidated property and made it her home. I don't, I mean, that's just what it said. So, Uh you know. The parents of the deceased children blamed her for their kids' deaths, and their constant harassment combined with her own guilt caused her to go mad. Allegedly, she would patrol the woods at night yelling for the deceased children flanked by her two German shepherds, one white and one black. So there's a woman patrolling the woods with two big dogs just screaming little kids' names. Yeah, that's creepy. Uh, This shamed woman would be harassed and have things thrown in her yard and would be tormented for the rest of her days. Now... Why did I jump to Rockford and why am I talking about like this McGregor Road? We're talking about Bloods Point Road here. It's not mm-hmm. the same. Well, what was the name attached to this legend? Blood. Beulah. 
Oh. Beulah, the witch. Okay. Right. There's a connection here. I mentioned that game of telephone. You can see how perhaps this story from nearby Rockford may have intermingled to help give life to the witch of Bloods Point Road. So that's, let's dig a little bit or as deep as we can go. So was Beulah the witch based on a real person at all? Maybe. Well, these are, these facts are from a haunted Rockford article written by the aforementioned Kathy Kressel. All right. Marie Busky, or Busky, B-U-S-K-I-E, was a school teacher who was harassed by two men. Marie lived on McGregor and Weldon Roads. Kathy had found a 1972 article that mentioned like that this was happening. So this is like the closest connection that they can find to this, you know, alleged origins of perhaps a school teacher being harassed. And then, of course, mm-hmm. it kind of grows from there. Now... Kathy got into Marie Busky's life, or what she could find out. Uh, Marie Busky was born on May 7th, 1907, to parents Richard and Augusta Busky. There would be two boys and three girls born into the family. Marie was active in several clubs in high school and participated on the swim team. So she worked, uh, she showed interest in working with children as a teacher very early. The family was very involved in the Caverly Lutheran Church, and Marie, just like her sisters, would teach Sunday school there. A little bit of her history. The article also mentions an exciting story. It's exciting. Where Marie and her sister Lulu and their roommates chose to live it up by going home to Rockford on foot from their college, which, of course, was in DeKalb. It's a bit of a hike. Yeah. I guess that's how you really party in 1925. Yeah. This is walk home. All right, let's do it. Yeah. Well, I said they went with their roommates. Mm-hmm. Well, their friends quit pretty early on because that sounds insane. But with yep. help from, quote, kind motorists, the girls made it back home. A walking trip of at least 22 miles. I mean, that's a good walk. <laughs> that's a serious walk. I think I read it took them like five and a half hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, helped by people driving and dropping them off naturally. Right. But so, did the girls walk back after this excursion? Uh, no, that's what trains are for. Okay. But anyways, that's that's Marie having a little party time with her sister Lulu. Mm-hmm. Walking home from college, being silly. But Marie would go on to teach all over Rockford, dedicating her life to children, even though she would go on to have none of her own. After her parents passed, she moved into the house on McGregor Road. She passed away, so she like lived with her parents when they passed away, then she moved to McGregor Road. She passed uh-huh. away on March 31st, 1986, at 78 years old. Now, I came across this other random tidbit um, from 97ZOK, I think it's a radio station, that stated, whoever the Beulah Witch is, that she, quote, got her powers at a young age. So that's something you just come across. Okay. And then, then the same article said, quote, and this is just a post, a post on Ghosts of America from user Ron. So this is just some user who posted a comment about the witch that they chose to include in this article. So I am going to read it. Okay. Quote, 
Beulah was a resident at a nursing home back in 1980 when I was employed there. She suffered from dementia at the time, but prior to that, she was a nice, lonely old woman who was harassed relentlessly by idiot teenagers. It's a shame, and I always felt sorry for her. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But, like, Assholes. it's a random user, Ron. Was, it, was that real? Did that actually happen? Was that who he's talking about? I don't know. I guess I'll choose to trust in Ron here. All right. So was Marie Busky. I wish you knew how to pronounce it. Busky? Busky? Probably Busky, right? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> was Marie Busky the source of the Beulah Witch story? Where do all these legends come from? Can we ever know? Now, all I do know is that it's rare to find so many batshit crazy stories that take place within a five and a half mile stretch of road. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. That's true. There's a lot of nonsense yeah. going on there. Mm-hmm. So for that reason alone, Blood Point Road rules, and everyone should read Haunted Rockford, Illinois. It is written by Kathy Kressel, who I've quoted a few times here. I can only imagine the more details she gets into about this story. Oh, and she dug something else up, too, which could be another origin of Beulah. In 1913, there was an article from 1913, a woman named Beulah was accused of being a witch by her family. And that's all, that's all I could find about that. So I'm sure it's in more detail in her book. So that, that you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's pretty, like, right out in the open right there that a woman named Beulah was accused of being a witch, and there's Beulah witch stories all over this, like, few town span area. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I mean, I came across that as I was wrapping up the documentation, but more can probably be found in Haunted Rockford, Illinois. But that was um, that was a short story, but it did not quit. No, it did not. Blood Point Road. We, Blood Point Road, just outside Belvedere, just a little bit away from Rockford. I guess, huh. of course, the, cop, the cops patrol the cemetery all the time because, of course, they would. That's, you know, you probably should do that. But then all these, I mean, hellhounds, people being hung, witches who can make fire come out of their fingers, vanishing barns. Yeah. The vanishing barns of Blood Point Road. <laughs> I mean, Imagine if, you were if they driving, stayed, you it'd be a house. cool place to have a party. You don't have to clean up ever. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just an insane environment. Like, what is going on over there? I'd like to go over there at some kind of EKG meter or some noise box and see who wants to talk to me. Yeah. Beulah. Fucking Beulah. Uh-huh. I can yeah, just drive down that road and have a, a hellhound tearing after you. Oh, my God. Huh. I mean, the fact that one of the stories says that the hellhounds bite people and vanish. Like, who was bitten by yeah. a hellhound? Yeah. How do you tell that story? I was bitten by a supernatural beast. What? I mean, the dog just vanished. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty well, intense. Right? It's a lot to handle. So, it's a shorter one, but the whole thing is kind of just the climax. Right? 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess I, I guess I could have gone into the founding of Rockford, Illinois, America's favorite city, but I really didn't feel like I wanted to do that. Is that like their catchphrase, America's favorite I just city? Like, I just like calling them that. No, okay. <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny to me because it's just, you know, just a fucking city. Mm-hmm. It's just Rockford. They have ice yep. hogs there. Yeah. It's the Blackhawks you know, farm team for everybody that doesn't know that. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, there's no there's no haunted, haunted ice hogs on Blood Point Road. That'd be cool. But, uh, yeah, right. But Blood Point Road has definitely been added to the list of things to do. Because Yeah, that's not, just, that's just not stri- too far stri- either. Nothing's too no, far. No, it's not. No, no. It's a very haunted state, this beautiful yeah. land of Lincoln of ours. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, yeah, that's the story of all the legends surrounding Blood Point Road. In Flora Township, Illinois. So if anybody, cool. if, you've, if you've, if you, if you've been to Rockford and have ghost stories about Rockford or the surrounding area, email us at weirdfoodpodcast at gmail dot com. All the social medias and the Patreon, you can listen to behind the scenes episodes, um, behind the veil, where the conversation continues. When me and Zach just keep the mics on, and keep talking, and in an attempt to make sure this podcast remains ad free. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. But yeah, Blood Point Road. Scary place. I mean, you could have a whole movie there. There could be like 18 episodes of like Supernatural on one street. Yeah, and it, I mean, just Blood Point Road could be the name of a horror movie or something. God, it's such a cool, it's such a cool name. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I start the story off with, okay, I'm going to introduce you to a man. His name's Arthur Blood and his family's the Bloods. What? <laughs> Excuse me? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, do you know they meet a woman under a bridge called Beulah? She's a witch? What? I don't know, man. Nope. I, yep. Just r- rolling right for, into it. It threw me for a loop. I was very enamored by that story, just like the little girls were enamored by Beulah and her firefinger powers. Mm-hmm. Well... If you got firefinger powers, email me at weird and free podcast. I don't, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't need to know if I need to know that. Yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, you know what everybody has to do? They got to stay spooky. Yeah. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs>